Coopcast, Episode 6. You! Hey Rippers, are you learning to surf? Or maybe you're a pro. But have you ever surfed world-class waves with a photographer there to capture it all? Only to realize later that no matter how hard you were shredding, the photos are useless because they're spoiled by the classic pairing of board shorts and reef booties? My friend Sasha Mizuko knows all about kooking it in front of the camera, and he's got no problem to talk about it. If you've ever kooked it, or just like to laugh when other people do, stick around because this podcast is just for you. You've probably realized by now, us surfers love to spot a kook. But don't stress it, because we all kook it. So hang on to your foamy and get ready to learn. The Kookcast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one story at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, from the surf training and education program, The Surf Continuum where I work personally and virtually with all types of surfers to cultivate proper technique, fundamental skills, and education on how to read waves so you can surf properly. Before we get to the show, I wanted to mention how Sasha is a talented photographer and cinematographer. And while Sasha has some hilarious stories about kooking it in front of the lens, when it comes to being behind the lens, Sasha is no kook. Check out a project he created with me after a blustery early spring nor'easter sent us two days of challenging conditions and swell. What's most impressive about this project is that Sasha not only filmed and edited all of it by himself, but he also wrote and recorded the music for it, which I've taken the liberty of playing for you right now. Head over to thesurfcontinuum.com forward slash epic to watch it. Now let's catch up with Sasha talking about coming back to surfing at 21 years old after a long hiatus. Coming back to it was embarrassing, for sure. I mean, coming because everyone else my age was already very good. Like everyone else I had gone to school with and everyone else I had, you know, seen surfing from, from, from the earlier years. I mean, they were all just on these little tiny boards and they were just, you know, cracking these huge turns and, you know, getting long, deep barrels. And, and it, was just, it was just my, and I'm sitting there on a 10-foot epoxy board just trying to, just trying to, like, wrangle some dribble <laughs> and, you know, try to get a, a clean pop-up for once, you know, that when, when it was, and I'm 20, 21 years old. So it was weird, you know, it was weird at the time for sure when all of my peers were already, like, you know, super comfortable and I kind of had to, like, catch up in a, did you have uh, did you have regret when you came back to it? Like, damn, if I just had stuck with this, I would absolutely, been... absolutely. I every day I think, you know, if I had just stuck with it from from the first time I had done it till now, you know, what would I what would I be looking? How many shots would I have? How many? You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, speaking of shots, tell us about some of your best or worst shots. Well, I don't have any best shots, unfortunately. <laughs> I've only had miserable experiences when it comes to surf photos. Um, <laughs> They all kind of have a, a story behind them, which I guess makes them funny in a, in a weird way. The first experience was um, that first year when I, was, when I was 21, when I just started surfing, so uh, two and a half years ago now. It was the first actually good day I had surfed. It was a, a, a cool October day. The water had started to get cold. Everyone started to get in the 5'4 wetsuit with the hood and the, and the gloves and the boots and... And it was the first day that it was a really good quality wave. And I, and I mean, I was on, 
I was on just this like adrenaline fueled tip. Like I had no business out there whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's safe to say. Um, managed to stay pretty safe throughout the whole excursion. Uh, thank God. <laughs> because some people didn't. Some there was a boogie boarder there, and he got hurt. And you know, I was kind of looking like, oh, should I be out here? <laughs> I was like, am I any better than this boogie boarder? <laughs> and um, you know, I, I'd, I'd caught a I'd caught a wave, and I caught a really nice wave. I'd I'd found this little left, and 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 I'm a goofy foot, so I'd found this little left, and you know, gone around some rock and. I'd felt really good about this wave I just caught. I mean, it was at this point, you know, beyond the best wave I had ever caught at the, at the time. So I was really stoked. I, you know, slapping the water, big smile on my fucking face, you know. <laughs> and um, I look back on the beach, you know, to see some photographers there. And I, I go, oh my God, wow, maybe one of them got the shot. Oh my God. You know, nothing, nothing at that moment would have made me happier than to than to post that or to, to just see it or to send it to my family or et cetera, you know? And, um, you know, we wrapped up the session and, you know, I'd, I'd been perusing Instagram all night looking for any, any trace of any shot or if I could find any photographer. So I found this picture and it was on, it was on the Kookbox Surfboards account. And it was you? And it was me. And it was me just after this wave, stuck right inside. And I, and I had been stuck inside for eight minutes after or something like this, really just, you know, in, in a wetsuit. And, and it was just a miserable eight minutes after that amazing wave. And it, the photo was just this giant barrel about to crush my head with my board flailing in the background. I mean, it was just like, you know, like pain imminent. It's me kind of like, shoulder deep in water, probably like crawling on rocks. And I'm just facing this massive, massive hollow green barrel that is just, you know, about to detonate directly on my spine. Smoke you. And, th and that's the photo I get. And the first thought I have is just like, you know, what's everyone going to think? You know, <laughs> I'm trying to like get into this and everyone's going to see this shit and I'm seeing who liked it and I'm all like, embarrassed and you know <laughs> getting all into the politics i quickly and comment and like and like let it be known that it was me because I, I didn't want to hide from it at all <laughs> you know but you know within a couple of days I'd, I'd looked at it and been like you know what i'm actually super happy about this photo because it's such a it's such a good representation of the time you know if it even if it was a, a, a photo of me deep in a barrel like, it, it wouldn't have been a good representation of how I was surfing at the time, you, you know. And I was surfing like shit. And I was, think I was spending a lot more time stuck inside than actually surfing. So to have, it, it's actually an amazing photo because the wave is so beautiful. It, it, it's quite nice to have such this beautiful photo of such a kooky moment, you know. And I, I, now I love the picture, you know. I have it saved into my phone, you know, from the Instagram. But, you know, a couple of years go by and... I'm, I'm sticking with the surfing thing and I'm starting to get good on a smaller board and, you know, I'm starting to learn a lot more about waves and how it all works and, and the lineup and everything. And, and I'm, you know, getting more confident. And I, so we, we, we had gone to Bali to, to just amp it up to the next level and it, and it worked. We were, we were surfing great and, and I was having like a really fun time with it. And, uh, you know, I was catching my, my first real barrels and, getting a really like amazing new perspective on everything. And, 
And in Bali, there's, there's photographers everywhere. You know, every time you surf, there's photographers taking pictures of you. And, you know, they will then sell it to you afterwards for yeah, a very cheap amount of money. But, you know, thing. they get the shot. They get every frame of every wave. And, and it's, it's cool. You know, so you pay it for the, you pay them whatever your couple cents, and they, and they they give you a disc with your, with your with your shots on it or whatever. So I was pretty stoked on this. Yeah. So now for sure you have to have so a good one. So now coming. for sure I'm going to leave Bali with some damn good surf shots. I mean I must. I mean I'm going to have something to send home about, right? And you know some you know progress check, report card, <laughs> something to like something for the boys, something to like. Show everyone that maybe I surf kind of okay, <laughs> and um, and uh, you know, only shots I had gotten were just absolutely pretty dreadful, man. I mean, we I, we had been surfing a lot of secret spots, which which led, of course, to me getting amazing waves that no one saw except for me and you know three friends, and you know that is fun in its own respect, but. As far as you know, wanting that one surf shot to validify that you know you're doing it. Just one. Shot Just one good it. shot where the posture is nice and everything looks engaged and everything, and you're not like you know poop squatting it or like like stink bugging or or like nose picking. Just you know nothing, no no nothing weird about it. You just want that one good shot, and you know we had started surfing in Uluwatu, which is a big spot, uh, you know because. It had these amazing waves, and it started to it started to really get good down there. So we started to go down there. So we started to get more photos of us taken, and um, you know we would go up there, and sometimes you know they they really wouldn't get the good shot, or you know there's a guy who drops in on you, and he's two feet in front of you, so you don't really want that picture, you know, or maybe you're snaking someone, and you don't want that picture, or you know, like, et cetera. So it, it kind of went on like this, and. One day we had found ourselves, it was at the end of our trip, we had found ourselves in an amazing spot. It was kind of the, kind of the south side of Uluwatu, a spot called the Temples. And then usually photographers don't hang out that far, but I guess there was that one day. We had had an amazing, like it was one of our last days and the session was just incredible. I mean, some of the best waves I had gotten on the trip. I was on a brand new board. I was having like a lot of, I mean, the sun was going down. There was like manatees swimming by. It was really just like a great, great experience for anyone who's, who's getting going on surfing. Everything just clicked into place. The waves were great. They were perfect. Not too dangerous. The crowd was nice. You know, five guys out there. And when I got up the stairs, the photographer's like, I got shots of you. <laughs> and I was over the moon. I was like so excited that someone captured this moment. But I had remembered one terrible thing about the session I had just had. And I had only remembered it right as the photographer became existent in my life. And that is, I had chose this day, after cutting my feet up for weeks on the reef, I had chose this particular day to wear reef boots <laughs> because no one was around. <laughs> so... And I, I had seen all the Australians out there with no reef boots, and I followed them, and I cut my feet up, and I, and, you know, we walked around near urchins, and, and you know, we did that whole thing, and I, and I refused to look like a kook the whole trip until that last day where I just couldn't bear it anymore, and I put on the damn reef boots, and that was 
the best session of my life. And the best shots. Well, and the best shots. Except for the reef booties. So, so I'd, I'd gotten out of the water. And the shots, I mean, you know, they were pretty good as far as my standards go. I wasn't expecting anything crazy. But, you know, you'd got a shot of me doing, like, kind of a little turn. And I was like, whoa. Like, there's a little bit of water spraying. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa. I was, you know, I'm really psyched on it. You know? <laughs> and... Um, but all the booties are in all the shots. But the booties are just blatantly there. And, you know... It's just really this. It's just really this tip ruiner for me. It's just really like the, the you know, it's it's like a someone pissed in my cornflakes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so I've I've still yet to get that perfect shot, and you know, I'm not nearly good enough of a surfer to be, you know, bothering photographers at seven in the morning to come follow me out. You know, <laughs> so. But it shows you you can't you can't just do it for the shots. You know. That's that's the lesson that you take from this. Yeah. Is it, it can't just be about the shot. You know, like you said, I think it yeah. kind of it distracts you from the reason you probably got into surfing in the first place. Totally. You know, like originally it was about going out there and having fun and trying to ride some waves and like just get better at it. And then you see a photographer and all of a sudden, you know, the whole sh- the, the mental shift is now towards getting the shot. Right. You know, and, and suddenly you're like rushing in to, to see if you get the shot. And if you didn't get right. the shot, God forbid, now all of a sudden your whole session was bad. Right. You know, like, right. oh right. man, what a spoiler. You know, pick, picks or it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that I am where I am with it because I have a lot of fun doing it. Like a lot of fun. What is your biggest fear when it comes to surfing? Oh, 100%. It's it's hand it's one thing and one it's hands down. Uh, I'm not afraid of drowning. I'm not afraid of hitting a rock. I am afraid of the most illogical thing, and that is sharks. <laughs> I am a deathly afraid of sharks. When I'm out there, I think about it nearly all the time. Really? Like constantly. Non-stop. It's on. Except your mind. when I'm on a wave. When I'm sitting with my legs in the water, I'm always partially thinking about. Sharks. Wow. Always. Really. But I'm I'm like that. I'm I'm always like uh, thinking of the worst possible thing that could happen. So <laughs> it, it does it does. Have you ever seen a shark? Never. <laughs> never. Never in an aquarium once, but never. <laughs> not even on a fishing boat. Not even at like the dock. Never a natural shark. No. No. Wow, that's and that's cool. why I'm afraid of them. I like I know that. Because you know they're out there. Well, I, I'm afraid of them because I because I don't under I. I guess I under, I've seen Shark Week. Like I, I get what I get that they're more afraid of us than I get that it's all a big misunderstanding. The whole shark thing. <laughs> Listen, sharks, this is just one big misunderstanding. It, it, yeah, like you know, I know you're more likely to get struck by lightning than get attacked by a shark. But it's always on my mind huh. because you know I was just conditioned on Shark Week and 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 TV and you know I'm a part of that that you know, demographic that, you know, fears the great white shark, you know, <laughs> jaws and stuff. And yeah, sure. And, uh, it doesn't stop me from surfing, I guess. Um, I, I guess I, I, I guess I don't mind it that much, but I, I would be lying if I said that I don't think about it. So I, have I you do. ever like, have you ever gotten spooked and, and got out and out of the water or something like that? Um, there was one scenario where we'd surfed, um, we had surfed North Bar. And we we had paddled out at North Bar, and one of the fishermen sitting on the rocks there told us he had seen a thresher shark uh, 
like feeding on some bunkers, you know, just as we had started paddling out. So we were kind of out there and we, you know, thought we'd sort of tough it out and just sit there knowing there was a shark around and, and uh, we just caught a wave and decided to just go in. Call it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. So why don't you talk a little bit about your passion for, uh, for film and cinematography and you also edit too, right? I mean, yeah. Usually, um, I mean, in the professional world, the, the, the filmer is one guy and the editor is another guy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you do both, huh? Every, in, in, in 2018, everything is made very user-friendly and simple. Mm. Um, so, so technology has allowed everything to become, to become kind of user-friendly. So what, you just taught yourself some simple editing? Or? Well, I, 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 the one thing I do know is the camera. I mean, I, I've known the camera a long time. Um, I mean, the background is, is like as far as I remember. I mean, both my parents are photographers. It's just kind of, it just grew up around it and, you know, probably by the age of, you know, six, seven started playing with cameras and started taking it seriously maybe by like, you know, 12, 13 and then professionally by 16 or 17 maybe. Cool. That, that, that winter after the picture got taken, once the water got too cold, I, I just decided to start, you know, photographing some of the some of the guys I grew up with and some of those diehards. So, you know, we, I started filming with, with, my, with my group of friends. We would go there and we'd, we'd you know, I'd have one friend taking pictures and, and I would film and everyone would text me and want the clip later and you'd send them the clip and they'd be stoked. And it's, it's kind of ironic, you know, it's, you know, maybe I can give people the good pictures but never receive them, you know? <laughs> yeah. And have you, did you ever have that experience, though, where you send to someone the shot and they're like, oh, you missed the good part? Oh, absolutely. Oh, all the time, yeah. Yeah, all the time. You know, I missed the perfect wave, but, you know, I was cleaning the lens, you know. The, I guess every photographer knows that feeling quite well because... You know, I think the best wave is the wave that wasn't photographed in the, in the mind of a surfer, you know, just because it's, you know, what could have been. Did we say everything we want to say about uh, the film, cinematography? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Photography? Totally. Anything else you want to say? You know, yeah, there is one more thing I want to touch on, on All this right. thing. Why is it in Hawaii that they call big waves so small? I was at Ditch Plains the other day, and I was looking out there, and there was a little bit of a wave. What I would call a little bit of a wave. So, not that much of a wave. And someone goes, yeah, probably like Hawaii two foot. <laughs> okay, first of all, a two foot Hawaiian wave is probably pretty big. No, it was big. Uh -huh. No, no, there, there, was, there was a wave out there, but it was really crummy, eh? Like, it really... The wind was just right weird, and it was just... I judge waves by how tall they actually are. Yeah. I, I think Compared to I, a person standing up next to them, sure, per se. something like that. And then, I, and then I factor in a little bit of pride to make me look like a tough guy. Right. And so a six-foot wave is probably four and five feet. <laughs> right. All right. Exactly. I think, as I understand it, um, Hawaiians are judging the back of the wave. You know, which doesn't make sense to me because at a slabbing wave like Chopu, where the back of the wave is one, two feet, maybe 
not even, you know, yeah. it's just flat because it's practically a waterfall. It's just, yeah. That's what a slab is, you know, yeah. it's just like getting, it's growing bottom down. Yeah. Not lip up. Like exactly. The lip is yeah. not growing into the air. Yeah. The bottom is getting sucked out more from and underneath. More. Yeah. So, like, for me, that's that's a fucking 20 footer, and that's yeah. the scariest 20 footer I've ever seen. But to a Hawaiian that's flat? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, so, so, next time there's a really big swell around, just to sound cool, I'm going to, you know, oh, that's like a choku two foot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that doesn't make you sound cool. You just have to say that's two foot. Oh, that makes me sound like a kook too? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck. I don't think it's Say the name of the spot in the size of the wave too. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a Hawaii two foot. Actually, no. Say it. That that's yeah. a Hawaii two footer. <laughs> I, <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, thanks for joining me, Sash. Thanks a lot, Chris. Um, this is the Coopcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you have anybody that you'd like to hear on the Coopcast, or you think you'd be a great guest, send me an email. Info at thesurfcontinuum.com. Remember, two U's in continuum. That's all for today. You. You should say it like, and remember, there's two U's in continuum. <laughs> you should, just the way you told me to do. You should. You should. <laughs>